Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Ruchem Avoam. We're continuing our shiurim on Sefer Bamidbar. The shiurim on Sefer Bamidbar are dedicated by Dr. Zakaim Umashpachta, Lilo Nishmas of Shloima Eliezer, then Rabbi Yaakov Zakaim, and Lilo Nishmas, Dr. Zakaim's mother, Rivka Bas, Tuvia Halevi, then Nisham Shnav and Aliyah. They should be Melitza Yisham for their whole family. Adbi Askoel Tzedek. Sefer Bamidbar is also sponsored by my dear friend Rabbi Isaac Yasolovsky, Lila Nishmas, Shabsi, Ben Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac, Ziyarzad was Tesvav Sivan, Ganeidan Temenuchasai, Shvir Meos Yosha for his whole family, Abi Yaskoel Tzedek. Okay, public service announcement. This coming weekend, our Beis Medrash, our Torah Center, is having its annual campaign to benefit Machon Magid Harakia. So I'd like to say it's one of the best investments in the Jewish world today because the shiurim are broadcast uh, and disseminated five continents, hundreds of cities, and uh, you get a lot of bang for your buck because uh, the shiurim are going uh, every week to uh, literally tens of thousands. So if you would like to be mishtatev to help us expand our efforts, charity.com slash mmh. Charity.com slash mmh. Okay, we're, we have a very important topic today. Parsha Shlach concludes with the subject of tzitzis, which we speak about twice a day. And of course the Torah says about the mitzvah of tzitzis, you should see it. Which is interesting. The mitzvah is to wear tzitzis, but according to some Rishonim, there's actually a mitzvah to look at the tzitzis. There is, according to the Sefer Charedim, there's a mitzvah, the to look at one's tzitzis. So the Shulchan Aruch brings, in Simen Chavdalet, Sif Gimel, he says, Toiv lehistakel betzitzis b'shas atifa kishemavarech. It's good to look at your tzitzis when you're wrapping yourself with it at the time of the bracha. But tonight's subject is a very interesting subject. The subject of tonight's share is kissing your tzitzis. Kissing your tzitzis. People are very involved in kissing their tzitzis. How many times they kiss, when they kiss. For many people, the main activity of their coming to the Beis HaKnesses is to kiss the tzitzis. And we're going to learn tonight, is there any source to kiss your tzitzis? Are you even allowed to kiss your tzitzis? And the answer might be very surprising. Okay, so, so far, we have nothing, we have no indication that one should kiss their tzitzis. The Shulchan Aruch says you should look at your tzitzis at the time that you wrap yourself in it. And then the Shulchan Aruch continues, some have a custom to look at the tzitzis when they get to the Pasuk of Uri Isai. Uri Isai. And, okay, so does the Shulchan Aruch say to kiss them? No. Shulchan Aruch says, some look at them when they say Uri Isai. Shulchan Aruch continues, and they put them on their eyes. It's a beautiful minhag. It shows love to the mitzvah. So the Shulchan Aruch says everything but you should kiss your tzitzis. He says, look at them when you put them on. Look at them when you say, Risa Maisai. Put them on, on, on your eyes. By the way, the Mishnah says that we find from the Kadmonim, anyone who puts their tzitzis on their eyes when they say the parish of tzitzis is vouchsafed that they will not lose their eyesight. So, it's good eye insurance. Put your tzitzis on your eyes. I assume it means you could close them. I don't think it means literally on the eyeball. It means on top of and on top of the eye. But the Mechaber does not say you should kiss your tzitzis. The Ramah adds, now I, I presume if you look around, if you, did, if you did a poll, most people kiss their tzitzis four times or five times. When they say the word tzitzis, right? Most people are kissing it when they say tzitzis. When they say a mess, and then when they say lo'ad, you hold on to it until you say lo'ad and you kiss it a fifth time. How many, where does the Shulchan Aruch say you should kiss your tzitzis? Nowhere. It's not found in the Gemara. It's not found in the Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah then says, some have a minhag to kiss their tzitzis when they look at it. Now it's not clear what the Ramah is referring to. Is that referring to when they look at it during the parish of tzitzis, when they look at it when they make the bracha? The Ramah says, It's all a matter of love you show to the mitzvah. Okay, 
So we have to investigate. Is there any basis to kiss your tzitzis when you say the parsha of tzitzis? It's interesting. Which hand should you hold your tzitzis in? Your right, your left, your middle hand, your back hand. The shogunah says you should hold your tzitzis with your left hand. And it should be, it should be opposite your heart. Now, the reason why you hold the tzitzis with your left hand is so that it's opposite your heart. The left hand is opposite the heart. So even if you're a... Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a righty, you're a lefty, you hold the tzitzis in your left hand. And the remez, says, These words should be on your heart. But then the Mishaburah quotes from the Arizal. The Arizal gives further instruction. Namely, which finger should you hold the tzitzis in? It should be between the zeres and the kamitsa. The zeres is the pinky. The kamitsa is the next finger over. So you put the tzitzis in between the zeres and the kamitsa in your left hand. You put it on your heart. When do you take it? When you get to Vayoymer, you put it in your right hand also. Now, the Mishaburah does not tell us when you take it in the first instance, but we'll see the Kafachayim quotes the Ari. When you say, the four corners, that's when you take the tzitzis. So you, you take in your left hand, you put it between your pinky and your, what's the next finger called? In Hebrew, it's the kamisa. What is it in English? The ring finger. Between the pinky and the ring finger, and you hold it over your heart. Then when you get to Vayoymer, what do you do? You put it in your right hand also. And you look at it. And you keep it in your hand until you get to Ne'amanim, V'ne'achamadim, La'ad. And then you kiss them. Ah, oh, that implies you don't kiss them until then. Right? Look in the, the Mishabru is quoting Da'ri. Da'ri is saying, you take it between the Kamitsa and the Zaras in your left hand. When you get to the parish of Tzitzis, you take it in your right hand as well. And it should be in your hand until you get to Ne'amanim and Echmanim Ad. Then you kiss them and you remove it. Now, so far we've seen no indication you should kiss your tzitzis when you say the word tzitzis. How many strings should you hold? Should you hold one corner, front two, back four? We know when you when you say Baruch Sha'amar, you hold the front two. What about the parsha of tzitzis? It's very interesting from the Shulchan Aruch. It's mashma. You only hold the front two. Shulchan Aruch says, look at number five. When you look at your tzitzis, you should look at the uh, two tzitzis in front of you. Because the two tzitzis have five knots. That corresponds to the ten spheroids, the havayos. And it also has 16 strings and 10 knots, which equals the Shem Havaya. Okay, so the implication of Shekhanarach is you only hold the front two. By the way, the Shekhanarach later on in Simon Samach Beis, he says that when you say Ukshar Tam La'ois Al Yodecha, your Yemashmesh Vitzon Shayat, when you say Vahayula Taita Fais Bene Necha, your Yemashmesh Vitzon Shayat, and when you say Uriyisa Maisai, then your Yamashmesh only the front two tzitzis. So from the Shulchan Aruch, there ain't no kissing tzitzis. From the Shulchan Aruch, you just take two. In fact, the Gra, it is reported, the Gra only held two tzitzis. And he did not kiss the tzitzis at all. The Shalsuchibus Radvaz, the Radvaz was a student of the Arizal, he said you should take all four tzitzis. Because if the purpose is to see the tzitzis, you want to see all the tzitzis. And their mystical symbolism of taking all four tzitzis, because you have eight, um, you have eight strings, and eight strings, and then eight strings, and eight strings is 32. Somehow you double them over, you get 64. That corresponds to the 64 faces on the Kisei HaKavayit. And the opinion of the Radvaz is you take all four strings. The Minhag is to take all four. Unless you specifically follow the Gra uh, exclusively, the custom is to take all four strings. 
And that's what the Arizal explicitly writes. If you look in the Kafachayim, Kafachayim quotes the Ari, and he says, when you say, uh, you take all the Dalit Kanfois, right? And now, you take them in your left hand, and you put them over your heart. And when you start Vayomer, the final parsha of Shema, then you hold in your right hand as well. And you look at them throughout the parsha of Tzitzis. And when, you're, when you look at the Tzitzis, this is a famous uh, teaching of the Ari. Even though we don't have Tchelas, you should have Kavana as if there's Tchelas there. Okay, so the opinion of the Ari is that even though you only have Lavan, you should look at the strings as if there's tchelas there. Which is an interesting idea. The, you know, the, there's also an idea, Rabbi Yannis that says that you should wish you had tchelas. So, two things. When you wear the tzitzis, you should have in mind you wish you had tchelas, and you should look at the white as if it's tchelas. That's what the Arizal teaches. By the way, it's the opinion of the Arizal that tchelas will not be found until Mashiach comes. That's what Ari writes explicitly, that the Tchelas will not be uh, discovered until Mashiach comes. Okay, so, but, but interestingly, the Ari does talk about kissing the tzitzis. He says, when you get to Veloy Sasuru, kiss the tzitzis, put them over your eyes, and you should hold on to them until you get to Udvarov Chayim Vikayamim Namanim Vinachvadim Laad. When you get to Laad, you, then you let go of it. When you get to Laad, the Arizal says you should kiss them and put them over your eyes and then remove them. So according to the Ari, you're kissing the tzitzis two times. When you get to Uriisamoisai and when you get to the word Laad. So the question is. 90, 97 out of 100 Jews, they're busy kissing the tzitzis, the whole third parsha. Where'd they get this from? Now, I'll tell you the truth. I used to kiss my tzitzis. Because I grew up kissing my tzitzis. That's what they tell you, you know, in Cheder. But then I went through the subject. And I stopped kissing the tzitzis. But we'll see. The basis to kiss the tzitzis is the kitzvah shachanach. The Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch says, before Kriya Shema, when you say Vahavienu, you take the tzitzis in your hand, you hold them at the time of Kriya Shema, and when you get to Vayoymer, you say the parish of tzitzis, you hold it in your right hand. When you get to Urisa Moisa, you put them over your eyes, and you look at them, and you kiss them, says the, the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch, V'noyagin she'v'chol pam she'oymer tevas tzitzis noishkan. The custom is, whenever you say the word tzitzis, you kiss the tzitzis. So that's where it comes from. It comes from the Kitzur Shulchanach. He's the one who codifies to kiss the, kiss the tzitzis. The stipler going, he would hold all four tzitzis in his left hand, and he would put them in his hand when he got to the words, Arba Kanfoy Sa'aretz. He would put them in his palm. He would wrap them on his finger, and then back into his palm, between the etzba and the ama which is not what we learned. The ama is the middle finger, the etzba is the, what, what do you call this finger? Pointer? The index, and what's the middle finger called? The middle finger. Between the middle finger and the index, that's where the stipler would hold up uh, his tzitzis. Again, that's not what the Arizal says, that's not what the Mishabura brings down. Mishabura brings down, you should put it between the pinky and the ring finger. That was the opinion of the stipler. But as we saw, the gra did not kiss the tzitzis at all. You want to see that inside? Look at number seven. The Maiserav, the Kriya Shema Oiches Beis Tzitzyosef Shalafanov, the Enoi Menashek Klal. He did not kiss the tzitzis at all. Now, I kiss the tzitzis, I'll tell you when I kiss them, by MS. Because, okay, you'll, you'll see why, by MS, and by Load. The Graz did not kiss them at all. Why not? Why would he not kiss the tzitzis? So their their footnotes on the Masarav, Mehagoin Rev Naftali Hertz, 
who brings that why did the Gra only hold on to two tzitzis? Well, he says it doesn't say anywhere in Shas or in the Paiskim to take all four. It's not brought in the Gemara, it's not brought in the Shulchan Aruch. And the Gra did not kiss them for the following reason. We know by the when the Jewish people were bit by the snakes, so Moshe took a copper snake and everyone looked up at the snake. And the Mishnah asks, And the Mishnah says, no. But when Kaisel were mistakel at the Nachash, so they humbled their heart to HaKadosh Baruch That's the reason why we look at the tzitzis. The purpose of looking at the tzitzis is to remember the mitzvahs, right? Or Isa Maisai, who is the Chartem as Mitzvah Hashem. So if you're going to look at the tzitzis and then say, hey, oh, I looked at the tzitzis. Oh, let me kiss them. You're missing the whole boat. The purpose is not to look at them and kiss them out of love. The purpose is to look at them and to remember the mitzvahs. So if you're going to look at them and kiss them, then you blew the whole thing. You missed the boat. There's no, there's no reason to kiss them when you look at them if you're not going to look at them and think, remember the 613 mitzvahs. So the Gra held that kissing the tzitzis is mevatel the kavana of remembering the mitzvahs. What, what are you busy kissing now? There's not a time to be kissing. It's time to be remembering. So the Gra according to Hagoyin of Naphtali Harris, felt that kissing the tzitzis would be a distraction to the kavano you need to have when you look at the tzitzis. Now, the reason I'm giving share on this topic, I have a good friend in our shul, um, I'll give him a shout out, Chaim Bender, asked me, um, maybe a couple months ago, and I promised him an answer. I said, when we get to Parsha Shlach, I'll delve into it in more detail. But what about the issue of kissing tefillin? When you t- take your tefillin out of the bag, do you kiss them? I know it's a personal question, but do you kiss your tefillin? Okay, so kissing the shell yad is not a problem. Do you kiss your shell reish after you, after you put on the shell yad? Are you allowed to kick? Are you allowed to kiss your shalrosh? Are you allowed to talk between the shalyad and shalrosh? No. Are you allowed to answer Amen Yehishmei Rabbah between the shalyad and shalrosh? No. Are you allowed to answer Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh? No. So you can't talk. You can't say Dvam Shabakdusha. You can't motion. Are you allowed to kiss your, allowed to kiss your tefillin? It seems you're, you are allowed to. It seems you are allowed to. If you look in, uh, we're going to go to the end. Uh, if you if you look at number thirty one, the Nimuke Orachaim. Nimuke Orachaim is from the Munkach Rebbe, the Minchas Alazar. He's going on that which the Shulchan Aruch says in number sixteen. The Shulchan Aruch says Minag Hachachamim. It's the custom of sages Lenashe Katfilin, Bishas Hanachas, and when they put them on, Uvishas Chalitzos, when they take them off. Now understand when you take them off. When exactly are you kissing them when you put them on? So you say, I, I'll take the shell yad out of the bag, and I'll kiss it. Then I'll take the shell roish out of the bag. No, no, pal, you're not allowed to take the shell roish out of the bag before you put on the shell yad. So what does the shalonach mean? You're going to kiss the tefillin. When are you kissing the shell roish? That implies you're allowed to kiss the shell roish. How could you kiss the shell roish? You're now to be mafsik between the shell yad and the shell roish. So the monkach says, nah, it's not a problem. You're allowed to wrap the seven wrappings, right? You're allowed to wrap those seven wrappings, even though that's not technically part of the Hanukkah of the Shalyad. That's just the Kuichais. So that means anything connected to the Shalyad, you're allowed to do between the actual place in the Shalyad and the Shalrosh. So too, kissing is part of the mitzvah. Kissing the tefillin is a mitzvah. So therefore, you're allowed to kiss the Shalyad before you put on the Shalrosh. It's not a hefsek. By the way, Rav Moshe has a tshuva. Rav Moshe wrote a dedicated tshuva in Archaim, Chelek Dalet, Simen Yud. Rav Moshe wrote a tshuva that somebody wanted to say that if you're allowed to wrap the wrappings on the shalyad before the shalrosh, you should be allowed to kiss the tefillin. Says Rav Moshe, nice try. Actually, you're not allowed to wrap the wrappings between the shalyad and the shalrosh. The, the tour writes in the name of the rush. that you should not wrap around the shalyad before you put on the shalrosh. Only minimum number of times that the shalyad will stand. And that was the minute of Ramosha himself. Ramosha only wrapped three times before he put on the shalrosh. 
We are lenient. We follow the Arizal regarding this and we wrap seven times. But technically, you're not allowed to wrap before you put on the Shalrash. So then, don't bring a raya from the wrapping because really you shouldn't be wrapping. But says Ramosha, in my opinion, kissing is not a hefzik. Listen, why? You know why kissing is not a hefzik? Because there's no delay. I mean, it's, what, what did you do? You went, mwah, very nice. That's not a hefzik. There's no, there's no time lapse by kissing the tefillin shalrash. So here's where it gets a little tricky. So you're allowed to kiss the tefillin shalrash before... Before Yelada kissed the Tfilin Shalrosh, between the Shalyad and the Shalrosh, because kissing is not a hefsik. Look at number 13. There's a commentary on the Chaye Adam. The commentary on the Chaye Adam called the Base Baruch, who writes, Why didn't the Gra kiss his tzitzis by tzitzis? Because you're not allowed to be mafsik in the middle of Kriya Shema. You're in the middle of Shing Shema. Now all of a sudden you're blowing kisses. If your grandmother walked into the shul, would you blow her a kiss in the middle of Kriya Shema? You couldn't do that. It's a hefzik. So what are you kissing the tzitzis in the middle of Shema? That's why the Grah didn't kiss the tzitzis. The Beis Baruch says the Grah didn't kiss the tzitzis. It's a hefzik. And then he says, furthermore, let's say, you say the tzitzis. Al kanfevigdehim. So you said, listen to what you said. Vasulam titus, kiss al kanfevigdehim. Well, you can't. You, what, what are you kissing in the middle of the, uh, the pasuk? Vasulahem titus hakanov. You're going to say al titus hakanov. Titus hakanov have to go together. It's one clause. You can't kiss in between the word titus and hakanov. So therefore, the base bar says you want to kiss. Then you have to wait until after the word Hakanov. You can't kiss between Tzitzis and Hakanov. And where do we get this thing? You're supposed to kiss when you say the word Tzitzis. Do you run up and kiss the mezuzah in the middle of Kriya Shema? So what are you kissing your Tzitzis for? Also he says, you should not kiss when you say the words V'nechem Adim. You should wait until you say La'ad uli al me'aylamim. But the bottom line is, there seems to be our logic that perhaps the Grod did not kiss the tzitzis. It's a hefsik to kiss the tzitzis. Chazoynish did not kiss the tzitzis. They asked Rukhaim Kievsky, is it true the Chazoynish did not kiss the tzitzis? Rukhaim says, it is true. They said, Rukhaim, why didn't the Chazoynish kiss the tzitzis? Chazoynish held it was a hefsik to kiss the tzitzis. So they asked, Rav Chaim, is it a hefzik? Why is it a hefzik? It's not talking. It's just an act. Why is it more of a hefzik? We saw the Shulchan Aruch says that you should put the tzitzis on the eyes. That's what I do now. I, I just follow what it says in the Shulchan Aruch. Because I'm afraid to be mafzik. I mean, it's a nice thing to kiss your tzitzis. You have the whole day... The day is very long. It's a long, it's 24 hours. If you want to kiss your tzitzis, it's better not to do it at a time that you're mafsik in the middle of a mitzvah dairaisa. People spend 17 hours on their phone every day. So take off 10 minutes of the 17 hours. You'll look, you'll see on the app. You use your phone today, 17 hours. So take off, make a program to take off 10 minutes of your time to, for kissing the tzitzis. You could kiss it 613 times. But not during Krishna. It's a hefsik. The, the, uh, the Reb Chaim said the Chazoynish held it was a hefsik. The question is, why is it a hefsik? It's, what are you doing? It's only a maisa. So listen to what he says. Now, I, so I want to point out the following question. I think uh, my friend asked me, Reb Chaim Bender asked the, the following question. A, why is it a hefsik? And B, it's a stira. Because when it comes to between the Shalyad and the Shalroish, where you're not to be mafsik, there we say you could kiss the shalrosh. So why is kissing the shalrosh not a hefsik? And kissing the tzitzis, yes, a hefsik. Right? We have to make that following distinction. Why would the gra or the chazoynish have a problem kissing tzitzis? Because it's a hefsik to kiss the tzitzis in the middle of uh, Shema, and yet it seems Rav Moshe held, and we're going to see Rav Moshe did not kiss the tzitzis either. Not the gra. Not the Chazoynish, not Rav Moshe. Comes from the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. You could follow the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch if you want to. 
after I looked through this, I, I, uh, I uh, updated my practice. Although I will tell you something that I thought of today, maybe to uh, defend the approach of the of the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Okay. Good. So that's one good answer. Reb Chaim, Chaim, you want to hear what your brother said? Your brother gave a a good answer. That um, <laughs> he said it depends. If the reason the Grah didn't kiss the tzitzis is because kissing would be a distraction from what you need to be thinking about, which is you need to be thinking that the tzitzis reminds you of the tzitzis, so then that doesn't apply to the tefillin. Okay, but. Here's, here's our question. Our question is, but if the reason he didn't kiss is because it's a hefzik, so why is it not a hefzik by tefillin and it is a hefzik by tzitzis? So Rav Chaim Kinevsky said as follows. Rav Chaim, in answering why is kissing a hefzik, he says because at the time that you kiss, you can't talk. So since you're in the middle of saying Shema, so if you go mwah, at that moment, you can't say words. So if you're involved in activity of talking, kissing is a hefzik. Because you can't talk while you're being menashik. But it could be that doesn't apply to tefillin, because when I'm putting on tefillin, I'm not talking. I'm doing an act. So doing a motion of kissing is not perhaps a hefzik. I'm not kissing anything in the middle of the bracha. I, I'd make a bracha in the shalyad. I put on the shalyad. I take the shell roish. I take the shell roish out of the bag. I give it a kiss, and then I make a bracha and I put it on. No, I'm not talking. Again, the reason why it's a hefsek in Shema is in Shema I need to be reciting, so I can't do something that precludes recitation. But in the in the activity of putting on tefillin, perhaps it's not a hefsek to kiss. Or it seems like as follows. Kissing the tefillin is part of the mitzvah of tefillin. Part of the mitzvah of tefillin is showing love to the mitzvah of tefillin. But part of Kriya Shema is not kissing tzitzis. So, okay, bottom line is, if you look in the River Voice of Ephraim, the River Voice of Ephraim reports that Ramosha Feinstein did not kiss his tzitzis when he got up to Shema. Oh, here, you want to see? You don't believe it? Um, <laughs> he kisses tzitzis by ames and kayames. So I saw this. That's my practice now. I kiss it twice by ames and kayames. What about by tzitzis? Here's what I do. I follow the tzitzis in Shulchan I put it on my eyes or east my side. And then by the words tzitzis, I put it on my eyes also. Because if you don't do anything by tzitzis, then you know you could lose your smicha or something. You know, if you don't if you don't do something like uh, make believe that you love tzitzis during tzitzis, that's probably the biggest infraction that you could possibly violate. So you need to show that you're Jewish, and you do some some. But if you want to follow shulchanach strictly, you only put it over your eyes or isamaisai. When do you kiss it? You kiss it according to Ramosha when you say ms. And Kayames or Load. We're going to get to that because the t- you know what the title of tonight's share is: <laughs> Kissing Tzitzis, Tfilin, Mezuzah. Now I didn't put Sefer Torah on the title because I spoke about it in Shul last Sunday morning, and even though I'm going to say something differently, I was afraid if somebody would see that they'd say, "Oh, I heard that already." So even though I'm going to speak about it, I didn't put it on the title. We're going to get to the Mezuzah. Okay, so and the, and the kissing of mezuzah is going to be very controversial. But what can we do? You know, I'm not one to shy away from uh, very sensitive subjects like kissing mezuzahs. Um, okay, so so the bottom line is, Rav Moshe Chazoynish and the Gra did not kiss the tzitzis when they said the word tzitzis. Why? We don't know. Maybe because it's a distraction what you're supposed to think about. Maybe because it's a hefzik. But Rav Moshe said you could kiss the tefillin between the shalyad and the shalrosh. By the way, 
It's interesting, the Archa Shulchan says that by the third parsha of Shema, um, you take out the tzitzis and you kiss them a couple of times. How many is a couple? I'm not sure. Can't tell you. Okay, now let's talk about kissing tzvillin. Me? You could. You could. But uh, you know that a married man does not make a bracha on a talus kata when he puts on a talus kata. You have in mind the talus kata, yeah. Why is the bracha? Because we're we're ma'atefet. We wrap ourselves, so we say le'satefet tzitzis. So it includes because technically, even in the morning, you could make even on Taskatan you can make le'satef. Okay, our Chashulchan says, um, yeah, he says uchsheyagil leparshat tzitzis. Our Chashulchan's opinion is when you get up to Vayoymer, you take the tzitzis, and before you start, you kiss it a couple of times, and before you even get going. Okay, so if you want to kiss. A safe time would be in between the parshias. Okay. Now, let's talk about tefillin. So we said you're allowed to kiss the tefillin between the shaliyad and the shalrash. Many people, why not for lulav, sukkah, shavitzah, only tashmishik? Why don't we kiss lulav, sukkah, shoifar? Many people kiss their sukkah. Some people kiss Eretz Yisrael. And a shoifar is not even a tashmish mitzvah. It's the coil of the shoifer. So, okay. Some people kiss, the shlach other says, some people kiss their matzah, and some even kiss their mara. Let's talk about when you say, Our chashulchan says, take a look at number 18. When you say, When you say, some people, after they do that, they kiss their hand. Rakhashun says, you know, do whatever you want. Kiss the table if you want, you know. Kiss the guy next to you. There's no big, why are you kissing your hand? You know, why you kiss your foot? What, what, what are you kissing? He says, let it, you know, he says, there's no reason to kiss your hand. However, the Chayadam and the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch say, kiss your hand. So, what's the logic of that? Why should you kiss your hand? It's the tefillin that's holy, not your hand. So the Pischei Sha'aram, which is the commentary of the Shari Ephraim, says that don't mock the custom of those who kiss their hand because what you're indicating is that when you touch the tefillin, some of the kedusha of the tefillin has a roishem, it, it makes an imprint, it has a mark, and some, there's a residue of kedusha on your hand, so you're kissing it to show re, uh, reverence and deference to the to the influence of Kedusha that went on to your hand. However, Shema Zalman, now, I also, after um, uh, a question, would Rav Moshe and the Gra and the Chazoinish kiss their hand after they, no, that's right, the answer is no, they wouldn't. Why? Uh, actually, would Rav Moshe kiss his hand with the Chazoinish Kizan, with the Gura Kizan, after they did Ukshartam Asayadecha, Vayulotaita Fais Benyanecha. So actually, it depends. If the reason they don't kiss their hand by tzitzis is because you're supposed to think about what the tzitzis reminds you of, and it's a distraction to be kissing then, so then maybe they would kiss their hand by the tefillin. But if the reason they didn't kiss is because it's a hefsik, then they didn't. Then they didn't. I don't have any reports. I only have spies on what the Gra did and the Chazoinish and Ramosha by Tzitzis. I don't have, I tried, I looked around. What did they do by Kshatam I would assume they didn't. Wasn't one of the issues that you think Right. Right, usually we say, right, um, in Ma'arvin, uh, you know, al tasa mitzvahs, chavilois, chavilois, you're not supposed to do them together, and in Ma'arvin mitzvah, mitzvah, but, 
there is an idea that you're supposed to wear tzitzis and tefillin for Shema. Because if you don't wear the tzitzis and tefillin for Shema, then it's like you're made Edo Shekhar. So even though you're supposed to be focused on the mitzvah at hand, but the, these mitzvahs are connected. Okay, Rav Shlomo Zaman had a good, uh, a, a nice chap. In other words, if you're going to be, if you feel you need to kiss, when you say, but what are you kissing your hand for? What, what exactly, what, why are you so enamored with your hand? So Rav Shomazan would take the Ritsua, put the Ritsua on the tefillin and kiss the Ritsua. Or take the tzitzis, put it on the tefillin and kiss the tzitzis. So this way, you're not just kissing the Roshem, but you're actually kissing something that has, uh, that has Kedusha itself. Okay. Um, the Kafachayim writes, that when you're Yamash Mesh Betfilin, don't feel the Tfilin like, you know, he says like a blind person who's feeling their way, you know, without any thought. The purpose of feeling the Tfilin is to think about what it says in the Tfilin and to subjugate your mind and your heart to HaKadosh Baruch So it should be a meaningful activity. Now let's talk about mitzvah. There are many people who believe the greatest mitzvah in the world, the reason why they came down to this world, is to kiss mitzvahs. So you can have this doorway, it's like 30 feet wide, and they'll make sure to run to the mezuzah to kiss the mezuzah. Or if it's like a double door, and it's in the door, people will risk their lives to get their finger in to kiss the mezuzah. How many times in Shas does it say to kiss the mezuzah? It doesn't talk about kissing the mezuzah. So we're going to learn that you could still be a good Jew if you don't kiss the mezuzah. However, there is a overt element of the Mitzvah of Mezuzah that I believe we forget about and it's almost ludicrous to kiss the Mezuzah and not fulfill as follows. Look at number 24. The Ramam says, A person is obligated to be careful with the Mezuzah because it's an obligation to everyone. Whenever you enter a room, or leave a room, Yifka Hashem, you should encounter the unity of God. The Yizkar Ahavasai. You should remember your love of Hashem. The Yeyar Mishnasai. Awaken yourself from the slumber of this world. The Shigiyosav and your forgetfulness. Bahavle Hazman. And you should think about that nothing endures in this existence, only the knowledge of Hashem. And this way you repent and you come, you come to do tshuva. When was the last time you walked through a door and you had a, a spiritual awakening? That's the obligation. There is no obligation. If you're going to kiss the mezuzah and not think about the existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and love of Hashem and that nothing endures except for knowledge of Hashem, but you're going to kiss the mezuzah, it's an empty practice. What are you doing? I don't care if you just came back from seminary and they told you you have to kiss the mezuzah. And you have to jump up. doesn't matter. There's no mitzvah to kiss the mezuzah. But there is an obligation to think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu when you walk through the doorway. In fact, in the Gemara it doesn't say to kiss it. In the Ram it doesn't say to kiss it. Even the Shulchan Aruch does not say to kiss the mezuzah. Shulchan Aruch says that when you leave the house, you put your hand on the mezuzah. And you say... Hashem Yishmar Tseisi. Hashem, guard my going out. When you come home, you put your hand on the mezuzah. No kissing. Put your hand on the mezuzah. You say, I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) What? Of course, of course. Of course, people always, you know, the main the main things are neglected and, the, you know, the secondary things are remembered. It's like, you know, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says, nowadays, you know, people have yard site, so they bring herring and cake and uh, schnapps. I understand. The guy is buried. He's under the ground, right? There, you know, there's dirt there. You think he gets anything out of you eating salty fish? What does he get out of you eating salty fish? And Ganeden, he gets something out of you eating salty fish? Ah, oh, so after the Sfardim, they're there into the brachas. 
There are a lot of mitzvahs. To, all of a sudden, we're into brachas for um, people who are not alive. Brachas. The brachas are only drabanon. We should. Why, why don't we learn? Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, because the Shulchan Aruch says you're supposed to fast on a yard site. Talacha. The only thing is, we're not strong enough. So they used to make a siyam. And if you make a siyam, you don't have to fast. If you make a siyam, you bring cake and, and salty fish. So what happened? They stopped fasting. They stopped making the siyam. But they remember to bring the salty fish. It's the same thing with the mezuzah. The mitzvah is to think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To enable you to, to remember Hashem, you put your hand on the mezuzah. Once you put your hand on the mezuzah, okay, you give it a kiss. What do people do? They give it a kiss. The mitzvah is not to put your hand on. The mitzvah is to remember HaKadosh Baruch That's the mitzvah of mezuzah. By the way, if you're going to put your hand on the mezuzah, the Arizal says you should put the middle finger on the mezuzah, the ama, And then you could give it a kiss. So if you're the, the mezuzah kisser, if that's your thing, middle finger. You know, you know, you know who you are out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. The Rambam is saying that. Yeah, the. Yeah, good point. That uh, the Rambam says that if somebody has three mitzvahs, tefillin, tzitzis, and mezuzah, so he is uh, surrounded with three mitzvahs. So when you have uh, three. You have a chazaka. You have a presumptive status that you won't come to sin. So when you do these three mitzvahs, every mitzvah you do, it creates an angel. So these angels that accompany you, like you said, you're encircled by angels. So that's, uh, look, there are a lot of mystical aspects of mezuzah. We know on mezuzah it says shakai. Yeah? So listen to this. The mezuzah protects us for the Yetzirah. The chidah says, my friend, Rameer Bronstein, told me last night, Yetzer, take the final letters of Yetzer, Yud. Okay, Yetzer is Yud, Sadi, Resh. Yud ends in a Dalet. Sadi ends in a Yud. Resh ends in a Shin. So the final letters of Yetzer are Shakai. So the mezuzah protects us from the Yetzer But the basic mitzvah of mezuzah, it is a reminder to think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As a way of uh, focusing, we put our hand on it. Once you put your hand on it, okay, you could give it a kiss. But kissing is the smallest element of the mitzvah, the most unrelated aspect of the mitzvah. The next time you go through a door, the ikr is almost, please, don't, the mezuzah is saying, do not kiss me if you're going to miss the boat. Okay, I don't need your kisses. I need you to do the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to think about a kashbracha. Now let's come to Sefer Torah. Okay? Let's talk about a Sefer Torah. The Shari Ephraim, Ephraim Zamar Koz, writes that the Minigas, everyone is supposed to get as close to the Sefer Torah as possible. In other words, if you're all the way in the back, and, uh, and you know, to get to the Sefer Torah, you're going to have to run over people. Do not inflict injury on anybody because you want to get to the Sefer Torah. But even men, women, anyone in the Azar, when they hear the Sefer Torah is coming out, they inch forward as much as uh, uh, possible. And if you're close enough, you should kiss the Sefer Torah with your mouth, the Shai Ephraim says. And you should even say the Pasuk, Yishakeni Menashikos Piyu. And if you're close enough, you should hug it and you sh- with your right hand. And you should say, V'yaminoi Techabakeni. But if you can't kiss it with your mouth, then you kiss it with your hand. Now, here's very interesting. It is well known that Rav Hankin did not was not a proponent of kissing the Sefer Torah. Rav Hankin said, when I was a Rav by the Sephardim, by the Georgian, they have a very beautiful custom. They do not kiss the Sefer Torah with their mouth. Um, they do not kiss the Sefer Torah by putting their mouth on the mantle or on the cloth, but rather they, they go like this. You know, they, they point and they kiss. Says Rav Hankin, that's the correct thing to do. First of all, Really? You're so 
intimate with the Torah, you're so close to the Torah, pal, you can't even read a Pasuk in the Chumash. You, you, you can't even translate the words and you're so chummy with the Torah. You know, kissing indicates a certain comfort, a certain closeness. Don't be so arrogant as to think you're on the level you could just kiss the Savior Torah. And second of all, why do you need to transfer all of your bacteria, viruses, fungal infections onto the mantle of Sefer Torah and tr- so the next guy could pick it up? He came to the shul. It's, he's, he's already saying Rifa'inu, whatever he has to deal with. He doesn't want to deal with what you're going to give over to him. Why are you transferring this to him? It's unhealthy. It's uncouth. Why would you transfer your germs? We know the halach is not to drink from a cup that someone else drank from. Certainly, don't, you're not going to put your mouth on something that the guy slobbered all over. Don't kiss the manta with your mouth, says Rav Hankin. Sorry, I'm just, you know, trying to bring out the point over here. What about kissing with your Ah, says Rav Hankin. And then people get an aliyah. So what do they do? They take the manta and they start erasing letters in the Sefer Torah. What do you think the Sefer Torah is only to read one year? I mean, after, what, what do you want? After you got the Aliyah, the, the Sefer Torah should be put away in a museum? Why? And then, and then they kiss it, so they write out Hashem's name. Get your hands off the Torah. If you want to kiss, put it by the blank space on the side. Now, this is not very popular. People, people have a need to... So, I thought of, you know, if you feel that you really need to kiss the Torah... What you could do is, you put your talus on your hand, you go over to the Sefer Torah, you put your hand on the talus, and you kiss the, the uh, tzitzis, or the talus on your hand, so you don't actually put your mouth on the Sefer Torah. Now, the says Rav Henkin, the truth is, even for your own hygiene, even if this is your personal Sefer Torah, it's not healthy to drink from a cup to, on Tuesday, and then not wash it off, and drink from the same cup Wednesday. Would you ever do that? Would you ever drink from the same, eat from the same utensils day after day after day after day? That's a sure recipe for infection. All of a sudden when it comes to Tashmisha Kedusha, it's, it's uh, you know, hygienic, right? It's antibacterial. Pal, the mantle of the Sevatar is not made out of antibacterial material. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I'm not here to be a if you feel you need to kiss Sevatar. That's the age-old practice. That's what the Shari Ephraim writes. I, I actually... I believe Harava Victor Miller also did not uh, endorse kissing the actual mantle of Sevatar for uh, because of germs. <laughs> yes. Do we ever find? Rev Hankin says yes. Rev Hankin says it's not hygienic. I, I, there are no official Gallup polls on this issue. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's at your own risk. You know, if you're on the Madrega, so usually we say Shoimer Mitzvah. Exactly. <laughs> Again, uh, the Shari Ephraim says you should kiss it with your mouth. Rav Henkin, uh, it could be back in the day people were on a higher Madrega. I'm not telling anyone what to do. I'm just bringing it to your attention the sheet of Rav Henkin. He says that um, regarding kissing the Sefer Torah for Naliyah, he says, all the Svarim already tell us not to. Okay. If a Sefer falls on the floor, many people have a custom to kiss the Sefer. Rav Pam had a very beautiful custom. Rav Pam's custom was to learn from the Sefer. So, there's the, you know, external show, uh, signs of love, and there are more meaningful signs of love. Of course, there's an Indian of Chibov Mitzvah. And the truth is that uh, if you're able to kiss the Sefer Torah and do so in a way where you're not uh, transferring whatever you got, put it this way, if somebody has a cold or somebody has any type of Chacham uh, Enav Barosha, that's not the time to be uh, punctilious about this particular practice. In general, Rav Henkin says uh, really never to do it. I know Rev Miller also said so, but whatever your practice is, it is worthwhile that if you're going to kiss the Sefer Torah, you should have in mind when you're kissing the Torah, there's a mitzvah da'iraisa in the Torah of Avas Hashem, which at the very least you should try to be Mekayim once a day.
and we try to have in mind to be in the midst of Alas Hashem when we say the Ahafta Is Hashem Lekacha, but also when you kiss the Sefer Torah, we know Kachabrichu, Vairaisa, Yisrael, Chadhu. So have in mind when you're kissing the Torah that you're doing so to be in the midst of Alas Hashem. And when you do kiss your tzitzis at the time, again, that's, uh, that is uh, legislated, or you do kiss your tefillin or the mezuzah, you should not kiss it, like we said, like somebody who's yamash mesh ba'afila, but it should have, uh, it should carry with it significance that you're kissing it because there's nothing in this world more precious, more dear, more beloved than the chefzei mitzvah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. But again, uh, you know, you could study on your own. I, I will add, I just want to add, that even though Ramosha and the Chazaynish and the Grad did not kiss their tzitzis, I do believe that there's a point here that has not um, been mentioned, and that is, I do think the Ramah does endorse kissing the tzitzis. Because the Shachanach says that you should look at the tzitzis when you make a bracha. Some look at the tzitzis when they say, and then the Ramah says, some kiss it when they look at it. That is mashma, that they're looking at it when they say, and then they're kissing it as well, which means the Ramah holds that it's not a hefsik. And it would not be a distraction from what you're supposed to be thinking on. And in that case, it's not only the Kitzur Shachanach who endorses kissing the tzitzis, it would be the Ramah himself. But again, uh, the most precious things we have in this world are the chefzei mitzvah and the inyan of kissing chefzei mitzvah is to show our chavivos uh, for it. So again, just to summarize, when it comes to tzitzis, the gra chazonish Moshe would only kiss it by ms and load. Kitzer, every time you say tzitzis. The chayodam and the, and the kitzer say, when you say um you touch and you kiss, Archa Shulchan says, nah, it's, uh, there's no basis for that. L'chayra, Ramosha, Chazoynish, and the Grad did not kiss when they said that. And yet, Ramosha says, you could kiss the Tulan Shalroish before you make a bracha on it. There, it is not considered a hefsek. Legabe mezuzah, to jump and kiss the mezuzah without thinking about it, is the most empty, meaningless practice you could possibly come up with. Because there, you're literally taking something which is not even secondary, uh, uh, what? Tertiary. Tertiary. And you're focusing on that, and you're missing out on the main principle of the mitzvah of mezuzah. When it comes to Sefer Torah, whether you should actually put your mouth on it is a subject of dispute. One thing I will tell you, if the guy next to you is makbid, then uh, do him a favor and uh, get... You know, kiss your tzitzis or something, or your tefillin. Or, you know, you could point like the Georgians. And uh, Rabbi say, have a wonderful night. Bye.